Hey everyone, welcome to Health Addicts. Before we get started though, remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I'm not your doctor. So if you have questions about the information and content on this show, ask your doctor, okay? Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Wait, how many carbs am I really supposed to be eating? How much sleep do I actually need? Am I supposed to be even taking vitamins? Guess I better listen to The The Health Health Addict Addict Show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Health Addict Show. I'm your host, Tommy J, and we got a pretty cool episode today because we are going to be talking about lupus. And I feel that lupus is kind of a good subject to talk about because a lot of people can understand lupus from a more surface approach. They know it's autoimmune disease. It definitely attacks women more than men. It's nine times more likely, actually, to attack a woman than it is to attack a man. So it's very prevalent in our female population. And more importantly, this is a chronic disease. It doesn't go away. So a person can continue to have flare-ups for a very, very long time. So it's kind of a nice disease that needs to have a spotlight on it because we need to have more information put towards it. So let's go ahead and just kind of talk about what is technically lupus. So lupus or systemic lupus erythematosus is a type of the disease that's autoimmune where the autoimmune system becomes hyperactive, meaning it's doing more than it needs to be doing and it starts targeting our healthy body tissues. So kind of highlighting how our immune system works again, you have an antigen come in, our white blood cells detect this antigen and it decides it's not good for us, makes antibodies for it. Now these specific antibodies are targeting the antigens, they attach themselves to it. White blood cells can now recognize antigens more quickly and destroy them before they can harm us. Unfortunately with lupus, our immunity is not responding correctly and diagnosing our own body tissue as an antigen and starts attacking our own healthy cells. Again, though, this is kind of important to understand because now the body is unable to recognize our own healthy cells and foreign bodies that are coming in. So it's destroying all this healthy tissue that we actually need. And it's not graceful about it. It goes after the skin. It goes after your joints. It goes after your kidneys, your liver, your heart. It just decides that your own body tissue is not good for you, which is a horrible situation. And this is serious, folks, because like I said, it's a chronic disease. There's going to be more than one flare-up happening at your lifetime because this happens during your childbearing years, especially for women, and between 15 and 45. So you can have multiple flare-ups over time. And that can lead to heart disease, kidney disease, arthritis. You can have inflammation in that pleural layer, that space between your ribcage and lungs called pleurisy, and it makes it hard to breathe. You're more likely to be anemic, which is low red blood cells. You also can have extreme fatigue. You can continue to have headaches and fever as an immune response. You can have painful swelling in your joints or around your feet, hands, and eyes, and even chronic hair loss. So you can see... From being an autoimmune disease, lupus is not kind to the body. It attacks so much of it. And you can see from all these symptoms, it makes it very hard to diagnose because so many things can manifest. Or you can just have a couple symptoms. It takes a rheumatologist a lot of time. It can take up to six years to even get a diagnosis of lupus. And understand there's a lot of autoimmune diseases. So the doctor has to be sure this is what you have if he wants to make that diagnosis. That's why it takes so long. And even though it is becoming more prevalent because doctors are able to make a better diagnosis, 
there's only about 16,000 new cases per year. So it isn't that large of a margin. And know too, that when doctors talk about lupus, it's mostly systemic lupus. There's other types of lupus as well. And systemic lupus is exactly what it sounds like. Systemic meaning it's attacking the whole body, including your organs. And it can be mild or it can be severe. But no, systemic means the entire body, systemically. Cutaneous lupus is just the skin. It's limited to the skin, but doesn't make it any less worse because it still affects the cheek. You'll get that butterfly rash across your cheeks and nose. You'll still have some sores in your mouth and lesions on your lips, and you'll even still have hair loss, and you might even lose the skin pigmentation that you have. Also, that 10% of all cutaneous lupus will go to systemic lupus. Another type of lupus is drug-induced lupus. And this is kind of interesting because it has to do with certain prescription drugs. And there's some research that has to talk about the oxidative stress that it can put on the body. And there's actually three drugs that the Lupus Foundation put down that was kind of interesting. And they're hydralazine, which is a vasodilator for high blood pressure, procanamide, which is an antiarrhythmic, and isonazide, which is an antibiotic really used for tuberculosis, which is a microbacterium, which is a very harsh infection to have on your lungs. Also kind of interesting because men are prescribed these medications more often than women. They are more likely to get drug-induced lupus than women. So it's kind of interesting to even think about that. And finally, another type of lupus that isn't actually a real type of lupus, but it still affects the person is neonatal lupus. And neonatal lupus deals with the baby still in the womb of the mother. So about 18 weeks to 24 weeks, and the mother has a lupus flare-up, the baby can actually be affected by it. Because remember now, the baby's going to get all its blood, nutrients, antibodies, all from the mother during its time in the womb. So if the mother has an autoimmune disease that's attacking itself, those same antibodies are going to attach to the baby's blood, and it's also going to be attacked. So there's a small risk factor of the baby having congenital heart blocks, liver problems, they can become anemic where they have low red blood cells, or they can even have skin rashes. But know that most of these symptoms will go away within six months. The only one that's really severe is that congenital heart block. Because there might be problems with the baby's heart that it won't be able to pace as well, so they might need a pacemaker in the future. But most of these symptoms will go away within six months and the baby's own immunity takes over. So, now that you know the four types of lupus, let's kind of look at what causes lupus. And the simple answer is, they really don't even know what causes lupus. Because it's just an autoimmune disease that the body is misregulating how to use. Now, they are looking at certain factors, and one of the first things they're looking at is genes. Because there's 50 genes that they kind of have linked to lupus, but it isn't clear what specific genes overall have a factor on lupus. There is other things though, um, African American women are more likely to get lupus than others. And if you have a family history of autoimmune disease, it does put you at a slightly higher risk for getting lupus. Another one they kind of look at is hormones. Now there isn't really any hormonal linkage to it, but because women are nine times more likely to get it than men, they are looking at estrogen and estrogen levels to see if that's a causation for lupus. Now, one of the bigger things they are looking at, though, is environmental factors. Because there is some strong correlations with a lot of the symptoms of lupus with 
environmental factors, and the first one is light. And why I mean light, I mean more specifically UVA and B light coming from the sun. Now there's other type of things that give off UV light like fluorescent bulbs and things like that, but obviously the sun is a much bigger proponent of it. So sunscreen is a very big helper for people, especially with cutaneous lupus, to protect their skin from it. They even recommend as high as SPF 50 to help protect the skin to make sure there isn't any kind of damage, burning, or irritation to the skin. There's also factors such as cold or flu bacteria infections, such as an infection that would drive your immune system to flare up. They think maybe there's a causation between a previous infection and your over response with the immunity. There's also a correlation between some antibiotics, especially tetracyclines that are sun sensitive, or drugs that are made of sulfa because these also make you more sensitive to sunlight. And finally, another big one is stress on the body, whether it's exhaustion, emotional stress, or trauma stress from either surgery or a car accident. These oxidative stressors that come into the body, they think they play a huge role in these flare-ups. So even though they don't have a direct causation of what causes lupus, there are some things they have targeted that have more likely caused a flare-up more for people who do have lupus. So the big thing is now though, how do you treat lupus? Because unfortunately, the big problem is there is absolutely no cure right now. There is no cure for lupus. But there are things they can do to reduce the symptoms of lupus. And the first one they can do is give pain relievers. And those are simple Tylenol or acetaminophen or your NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Or they can give aspirin. But mostly this is to help treat the pain because there is a lot of pain that comes with lupus. It's the number one complaint that most people have with having lupus. The next thing they give you is immunosuppressive drugs. And this is great because if your immune system is the reason for you having these flare-ups, if you suppress that, you'll actually decrease your symptoms. But remember, by decreasing your immune system, you're increasing your chance of an infection. So you have to be careful with being on the immunosuppressive drugs. So your doctor should actually monitor you very closely while you're on them. Another thing your doctor can prescribe for you is called corticosteroids. And it's not like your regular steroids. They're not anabolic steroids, the weightlifters, performance-enhancing drugs that people use. Corticosteroids are there to mimic cortisol. Cortisol is the most powerful anti-inflammatory hormone that we have in our body. So corticosteroids are there to mimic that and decrease inflammation. So that's why a doctor might prescribe those to you. Another drug they can give you is anti-malarial. And I already know what you're saying. You're like, wait, malarial meaning malaria? And yes. So anti-malarial drugs have immunosuppressive properties, and they're not as harsh as a lot of these other drugs. So doctors like to prescribe them incongruent with the immunosuppressive drugs. So it's not as hard of a dose of when you're giving a patient immunosuppression medication. They'll also do some anticoagulational therapy because coagulation is pretty harsh part of being lupus. So being an anticoagulant drugs will help decrease your chance of getting clots. Now here's the cool part. There are actually two medications they can give for certain types of lupus that are designed specifically for lupus. And one is a monoclonal antibody. And basically what this is doing without getting too far in depth with it is it's interrupting a protein synthesis process of those lymphocytes, the B cells that are, that are fighter cells and tells them not to attack. So it's a really cool drug. The other drug they can give is a repository corticotropin injection, which without frying your brains too much, pretty much tells your body to release its own cortisol. So you have a natural immunity response for fighting inflammation. So it's kind of a cool drug to have, but that's pretty much it. That's only what's out there right now to help 
fight lupus. There isn't any drug that's specifically there to treat lupus. It's just more fighting the symptoms of it and help relieve the pain and other things that go along with it. So what are kind of our bigger takeaways from this episode? And the biggest takeaway already is lupus can really affect anyone. It's more likely in women, nine times more likely, but it can affect anyone. So it's very important to keep track of your body and the symptoms that you're having because like I said, it takes a long time to officially get a diagnosis of lupus. So just kind of keep that in mind. The second thing is lupus can be very debilitating for people. Like I said, it can cause exhaustion. It's painful and make people irritated and have mood swings and lethargic. So be kind with somebody that does have lupus. They're not doing it on purpose. They have extreme amount of pain and a lot of things to deal with. So just be mindful of it. And finally, there is no cure for lupus. They're still trying to figure out. So there's a lot of organizations that could really use your help if you want to help them. And the biggest one that's there is the Lupus Foundation for America. They'll, they'll gladly accept donations. So if you want to help towards it, that's a great place to start. But that's it, folks. That's all I have on lupus. So if you have questions or concerns or you know something I forgot, go ahead and hit me up in the comment sections on all the social media, okay? Or if you just want to continue the conversation, I'd gladly continue it. But thanks for all you tuning in. I appreciate your time. Stay addicted to your health and have a fantastic day, okay?